Good morning. Today is Saturday, the 25th of May, 2019. Our readings for today are Psalms 75 and 76, Wisdom 19, 1 through 8 and 18 through 22, Romans 15, 1 through 13, and Luke 9, 1 through 17. Today we remember Bede the Venerable. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O oh God, you are my God. From break of day I seek you. O God, you are my God. Eagerly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a barren and dry land where there is no water. Therefore I have gazed upon you in your holy place, that I might behold your power and your glory. For your loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall give you praise. So will I bless you as long as I live, and lift up my hands in your name. My soul is content as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been my helper, and under the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. 
O God, you are my God. From break of day I seek you. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness comes lifting up, but it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. He will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you utter judgment. The earth feared and was still when God rose up to establish judgment, to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all who are around him bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who inspires fear in the kings of the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 19, verses 1 through 8 and 18 through 22. But the ungodly were assailed to the end by pitiless anger, for God knew in advance even their future actions. How, though they themselves had permitted your people to depart and hastily sent them out, they would change their minds and pursue them. For while they were still engaged in mourning and were lamenting at the graves of their dead, they reached another foolish decision and pursued as fugitives those whom they had begged and compelled to leave. For the fate they deserved drew them on to this end and made them forget what had happened in order that they might fill up the punishment that their torment still lacked and that your people might experience an incredible journey but they themselves might meet a strange death. For the whole creation and its nature was fashioned anew, complying with your commands, so that your children might be kept unharmed. 
The cloud was seen overshadowing the camp and dry land emerging where water had stood before. An unhindered way out of the Red Sea and a grassy plain out of the raging waves where those protected by your hand passed through as one nation after gazing on marvelous wonders. For the elements changed places with one another. As on a harp, the notes vary the nature of the rhythm while each note remains the same. This may be clearly inferred from the sight of what took place. For land animals were transformed into, into water creatures and creatures that swim moved over to the land. Fire, even in water, retained its normal power and water forgot its fire-quenching nature. Flames, on the contrary, failed to consume the flesh of perishable creatures that walked among them, nor did they melt the crystalline, quick-melting kind of heavenly food. For in everything, O Lord, you have exalted and glorified your people, and you have not neglected to help them at all times and in all places. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, you angels and all powers of, of the Lord. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the earth glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O mountains and hills and all that grows upon the earth. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O springs of water, seas and streams. O whales and all that move in the waters, all birds of the air, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O beasts of the wild and all ye flocks and herds. O men and women everywhere, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let the people of God glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O priests and servants of the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify the Lord, O spirits and souls of the righteous. Sing praise and give honor forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Let us glorify the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify the Lord. Sing praise and give honor forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
A reading from Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 13. We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. For Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised, on behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it was written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 17. Then Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, 
nor bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. Wherever they do not welcome you, as you are leaving that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news and curing diseases everywhere. Now Herod the ruler heard about all that had taken place, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the ancient prophets had arisen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he tried to see him. On their return, the apostles told Jesus all that they had done. He took them with him and withdrew privately to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out about it, they followed him. And he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed to be cured. The day was drawing to a close, and the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away, so that they may go into the surrounding village and countryside to lodge and get provisions, for we are here in a deserted place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of about fifty each. They did so, and made them all sit down. After taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, and blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And all ate and were filled. What was left over was gathered up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Help us, O God, our Savior. Deliver us and forgive our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your favor to those who are true of heart. 
Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Amen. We're going to pray the Litany for Healing from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. It's found on page 30 of that book. Um, They are prayers for the world and the church, particularly for God's healing grace. We have prayed them before. Um, We're going to pray in response instead of the suggested hear and have mercy or answer our prayer or have mercy. We are going to pray. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. which is a suggested response for the other (laughs) litany of healing, but I I like it here. Um, So each, each verse, or not verse, but each petition, and then we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. I'm going to leave the tape running and um, silently offer up names here only because this is a public uh, podcast and for their privacy, but I would hope that you who are in the solitary sort of prayer or in a protected and confidential space would vocalize those names. Thank you. God, I enter into, we enter into communal prayer with you for all of your children, particularly for those who are suffering from sickness, be it of spirit, soul, or body, heart, mind, or will. And we enter, God, into prayer on behalf of these and all of your children. Amen. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Holy God, source of health and salvation, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, child of Mary, you embraced the world with your love. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, our true mother, you you feed us the milk of your compassion. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. 
Jesus, Son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Give your wisdom and compassion to health care workers that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. We praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, Lamb of God, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, bearer of our sins, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Jesus, redeemer of the world, we praise you and thank you, O Lord. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, 
conquered death and now reigns with you in glory. Hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. May God the Father bless us, God the Son heal us, God the Holy Spirit give us strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard our bodies, save our souls, and bring us in safety to his heavenly country, where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your child. And hear our yearning that they may be restored to health through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your child. Through this day, take away their pain, keep them safe, help them in their fear, make their bodies strong again and their heart glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, Good Shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain, restore in them your gifts of joy and strength, and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now, that we may know your presence in one another, and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your child, uphold your children, Loose the fetters of sickness, break their yoke of pain, and from this land of affliction, lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness from which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain and send your Archangel Raphael to minister to their needs for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom, you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you as you care for them. Give them peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony, you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children and for all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen.
Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of your children, our loved ones. Comfort them, grant them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you, and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial, they shall be established on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend them, to guard their going out and coming in, and to bring them safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer, hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children. In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and blessed one, shine on your children, all who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you, 
so that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in this place of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance, and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you, are comfort, that you will comfort all your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their care. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you. Through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your children, <laughs> strengthen your children, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with thankful hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people. But in Jesus, bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, they may rejoice in your goodness and so order their life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspired by your Holy Spirit, those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray, give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace which passes all understanding for all your children who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. 
We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. O God, look with mercy on those who suffer and heal their spirits, that they may be delivered from sickness and fear. Restore hope for the desolate. Give rest to the weary. Comfort the sorrowful. Be with the dying and bring them finally to their true heavenly home. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Let's say together the prayer attributed to St. Francis, and then we'll have some thoughts. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, and to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. All right, folks, so first, let's talk a little bit about Bede the Venerable. I think I'm saying the name right. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. Priest and Monk of Jaro, year 735. Of his life's work, Bede wrote, I always took delight in learning, teaching, and writing. He was ordained a deacon at 19, a presbyter at 30. Bede, the greatest scholar of his time in the Western Church, also boasted of exemplary character as a model monk, a devout Christian, and a man of manners. The title Venerable, added a century after his death, was unusual but deserved. Bede commented on the scriptures based on patristic interpretations, and his treatise on chronology was a standard. His most famous work, the the Ecclesiastical History of England remains the primary source for Anglo-Saxon Anglo culture of the period 597 to 731. Let us talk about the readings. So we have been praying a ton of prayers for healing and intercessory prayers. Um, and I really appreciate your prayers and perseverance um, with me. I'll tell you what um, the liturgical supplemental materials in Enriching Our Worship Volume 2 have to say about persevering in prayer. This is found on page 15 of that book. Prayers with the sick will be persistent. Patience becomes a necessity in illness. It is profoundly disheartening for patients to pray with people who expect their rapid recovery, only to become discouraged when the condition persists. In the case of chronic illnesses, one must sometimes cultivate a spirit hopeful enough to wait while temporarily accepting present circumstances. This protects the sick person from the peaks and valleys of raised hopes, 
followed by frustration and disappointment. Again, the true nature of healing, which is our relationship and closeness with God, must be the focus of prayer. St. Augustine reminds us that even when God refuses the desires of our hearts, he never refuses the heart of our desires. I think that's a lovely way of putting it, and I so appreciate you all persevering in prayer with me for my unfortunately long list of those who have been offered up for prayer for healing. There are too many in this world, and I believe that our prayer is intensely helpful. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the Psalms this morning. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll skip them. Let's see. They were Psalms 75 and 76. These are... So Psalm 75 in my commentary is... Um, described as the community thanks God for putting down the wicked. So you know what? I can get really on board with that right now. Maybe you can too, whether it's a prayer of the present or a prayer into the future. But man, thanks God for taking care of the wicked. I'm so glad that they are out of my hands, that my wickedness is out of my hands, that it is not my job to fix it, or eliminate it, or make it whole, or heal it, except where you've laid healing on my heart, right? But it's not me that does the healing, even in that case. It is, sorry guys, I'm so blessed to be praying right now in the sanctuary of my church. I'm alone, I have the altar candles lit, I am sitting in the last pew of the balcony by this beautiful stained glass window. And as I was sitting here praying, um, a little, not a rainstorm, but a little rain shower came by. And I heard, I was able to hear it like pattering on the slate shingles of the roof. And it was just really beautiful. And so I'm thankful for that, but it also kind of momentarily distracted me. So let me make a distinction here. Even those who, of us who are gifted with um, healing, it is not us doing the healing, it's God. Our job is not to heal, our job is to pray for healing. And that opens the door for God's healing, is the way I think about it. Um, provides the conduit, whatever kind of visualization you do. And so psalms like this, where we're thanking God for taking care of things are really helpful to me because they remind me that God is the great taker care of. And I know that's terrible language. I'm very sorry. Um, But I am intensely thankful for that. I'm so thankful that it's not my job to do something that's not in my power to do anyway. And man, prayer is an amazing thing. And prayer means so many things. We have talked about this before. You can pray in all sorts of ways. And it's important for us to remember that we're all unique children of God. And so we're all going to have unique expressions of prayer. I have a beautiful and dedicated friend who is a stylist. And she provides haircuts for the homeless once a month in the park. In the middle of the park, brings all their stuff out. And she does it in a very intentional and safe way. Like everything is sterilized. Folks get to keep their combs. Like there's no chance of, of, she takes every precaution to make sure that she is bringing help and not harm. And I honestly believe 
that this is her form of prayer. I should probably talk to her about that. I've never talked to her about it, but I think that's the way she prays, and that's the way that she's healing in the world is she is providing this service to folks who otherwise wouldn't have access to it. And I think it's a pretty amazing thing. And so I just want to stop for a minute and recognize that prayer takes many forms. I know that I have some friends that the daily office, especially the way I do it, is way too wordy and takes too long, and they would rather spend 15 minutes in silence. And I have my misgivings about just flinging open wide the door of the Spirit or just turning on the tuner without, or turning on the, the radar without tuning in particularly to the voice of God and filtering out, filtering out the voices of other spirits. But again, my job to pray, not jo- my job to act, fix, protect, unless God has moved me to do so. So I kind of say all of this to say that the Psalms are a reminder of this for me, especially this morning Psalms, that that God, you know, they're reminders that God is victorious, that God is all-powerful, and that it is in God's hands. And that our only job is to connect with God's power. That it's not our job to have the power and do the fixing in and of ourselves. It's just our job to open the way. I I hope that that's clear enough. It feels a little convoluted to me as I say it. It's one of those things that, like, I know, but I'm having trouble verbalizing. So I hope that uh, I hope that the Holy Spirit, even though I'm human and fumbling, makes sense out of out of the message that. I have received and I'm trying to pass on. All right, our Old Testament reading from the Wisdom of Solomon. I like the second part of verse 1. For God knew in advance even their future actions. And then it's a great way of saying that God turns things for God's good. Verse 4b and 5, in order that they might fill up the punishment that their torment still lacked and that your people might experience an incredible journey. I think that is just another way, at least in my humble opinion, of saying God knows everything in advance. And God takes it and uses it and transforms it in order that God's will is done on this earth. And where we can be instruments of that, please may we. Oh God. Amen. And then I love what my commentary has to say about verses 18 through 21. The analogy of musical harmony is used to explain the transformative capacity of the cosmos. I just think that's beautiful. Let's read them again or at least select verses. For the elements changed places with one another. As on a harp, the notes vary the nature of the rhythm, while each note remains the same. This may be clearly inferred from the sight of what took place. For land animals were transformed into water creatures, and creatures that swim moved over to the land. Fire, even in water, retained its normal power, and water forgot its fire-quenching nature. Flames, on the contrary, fail to consume the flesh of perishable creatures that walked among them, nor did they melt the crystalline, quick-melting kind of heavenly food. The writer is synergizing all of these events and in a transcendental way 
making a beautiful, holy sense of them. May we be given the sight to do so in our own lives. Amen. And then the final doxology, praising God, is verse 22 as we close it up. So let's close it up there too. For in everything, O Lord, you have exalted and glorified your people, and you have not neglected to help them at all times and in all places. Amen. Okay, let's go on to our New Testament reading. I think this is a beautiful way of saying how we should live in harmony with each other. We are... We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. This is a beautiful like description of what it means to be in community with each other. That it's not about us personally, it's about all of us. And just as Christ bore all of our burdens, interceded and received forgiveness, transformation, and ascendance on our behalf, so can we do that for each other. When we look at ourselves as part of the community and we look at our individual, everything from blessings and gifts to trials and tribulations as part of the greater whole, there is a multiplication greater than math that happens there, if you know what I mean. And the purpose of all this is illuminated in verse 6, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what we're doing right now, quite literally. We're joining our voices together and glorifying God. But in a less literal sense, every time that we use our experience as a way to tap into the communal experience, it becomes a conduit for a communal interaction with God. And then verse 13 is kind of the closing here, and it's also one of the verses that we use in closing prayer in the Episcopal Church. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I have a note here that I wrote this morning as I was reading this, that holy hope makes one, or moves one, is active. I think sometimes passive hope is almost discouraging. Like, there are studies done about how those who were interred in prison camps during World War II in Vietnam, those who held out hope in a particular way. So this is a particular way of describing hope. Like they kept hoping with each milestone that that they would be released. They died. They didn't make it. So the people that were like hoping into Christmas, oh, we'll be released by Christmas. And they were praying and hoping. When that happened, when, when the milestone passed and they weren't released, they became discouraged. So I think that it's a different kind of hope it's a godly and holy hope that encourages us, encourages us and moves us on. It makes us able to be within our present moment, actively moving into, praying into, living into the future, as opposed to 
kind of like a passive and empty hope that is discouraged and despondent and living for the future. I hope that kind of makes sense. If it doesn't, ask me about it. And then our Holy Gospel um, this morning was Luke. And I love this. I love this so much, especially because we've been praying all these intercessory prayers. The first verse. Then Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And then he tells them not to bring anything with them because they're going to be provided for. This is us. We are God's disciples. We have been given power and authority to heal and to cast out demons. Not just in individual people, but in the systems that govern our society, in our organizations. This is like a super amazing thing. And it's amazing to know that everything that we need to do it will be provided. And like, it's here and it's reinforced and let's believe it and live into it and be it in our world, okay? (laughs) And then we're not going to be accepted everywhere. And when God tells us that it's time to move on, we move on and we shake off the dust, right? That's a little bit tougher and I... But it's true. It's not always the right time and place. And to hearken back to a parable from an earlier reading this week, sometimes the seeds fall on rock or on shallow ground and they don't take root. And so sometimes it's not the season. Sometimes it's move on, time to move on and to shake off the dust. But that doesn't mean that there won't be another healer, another intercessor, another time, another place to address that issue. It's okay. The key is to stay tapped into God so that we can discern, tuned in, tuned is better than tapped in, tuned into God so that we can discern when God's telling us that it's time to move on. And I was very blessed this morning. This was an answered prayer. I have been praying for two years about a relationship. Is it time to move on yet? Is it time to move on yet? And God finally answered me this morning and said, yes. All that can be mined in this season from this relationship has been mined. Hold those gems close. It's okay. It's time to move on. In a beautiful and gracious and gentle way, it is time to move on. And then we go even further to talk about provisions. And there are a few things I want to mention here um, before I need to close up this morning because I've got like six minutes I need to leave to pick up Jack from rowing. And the fact that it's now thunderstorming outside means that uh, he probably is going to be pretty anxious to get picked up and get warm. So without further ado, I'm just going to kind of be pretty succinct about it. I know, highly unusual for me. So a couple things. When the apostles returned from healing, they came back to Jesus to tell them all about it. That was awesome. So they went and they withdrew privately But when the people followed, he welcomed them. He wasn't like, wait a second, this is my private space. So here's something about discerning when to, um, I mean, boundaries are good, but when to allow the interruption. So I pray that God give us the ability to discern when to welcome the interruption and when to hold it at bay so that we can stay in our private sacred space. 
And you'll notice that then the disciples are like, send them away so they can go get what they need to eat elsewhere because we don't have enough for them here. But Jesus is like, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to provide for them. Have them sit down in groups, in communities, I would say. Interesting, right? And he multiplies the fishes and the loaves to feed them. And what is taken up as the leftovers after that providing is more than there was to begin with, if you read that. That's a big deal. God provides so abundantly that when we offer up what we have to him, he takes what we have, he makes it more than enough. Again, holy multiplication is bigger than the math, and I love math. So, God, we give to you everything that we have, and by your holy multiplication, may it be transformed into an abundance. Amen. All right, folks, I got to get going because I got to put out all these candles and turn out all these lights and black things up behind me and and get to picking Jack up. Um, But I love you guys, and I am thankful that you are here with me. I really, really appreciate it more than you know. These prayer times are blessing and transformation for me personally and I hope that they are for at least some of you as well. So let's close up here with the prayer of St. Christotum on page 102. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you and you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.